Hello there. Welcome to another life transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwe Tachero. Are you ready for God's word? Now, the theme for this year is multiplication. And I believe that God is going to multiply COT and Bakasi. Can you shout a louder amen so that I know you came to church? Oh yes, God is going to multiply us greatly. And so I just want to hinge my message on that uh, theme for the year. And that's what we have been uh, preaching and teaching. Because we really want you to understand what multiplication is all about. And as God multiplies the church, as God multiplies the ministry, I believe that he will also multiply you as an individual. Amen. If you're doing business, believe God for multiplication. If you've started a company, believe God for multiplication. If your salary is in thousands, believe God for multiplication. That this year it will graduate to millions. The louder your amen, the faster it will happen in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, I don't like the way you're quiet. You're making me nervous. Did you come to fight with the preacher or to receive from the preacher? So I prophesy that God will multiply you. God will multiply your finances. God will multiply your business. God will multiply everything that your hands touch to do in Jesus' name. Shout a thunderous amen in this house. All right, let's go to work. I want to speak this morning briefly on the subject, the pastor and multiplication. If your neighbor didn't shout, they are thinking my message is not powerful. Let's try again. I want to speak on the subject, the pastor and multiplication. Beautiful. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I really love my pastor. So explain to your neighbor why you love your pastor. You see, some of you don't know what to say. So I will help you understand who a pastor is. So that your love for your pastor can go to the next level, isn't it? Now, I want to begin by saying that the world and Christians, many Christians in our churches don't really understand who a pastor is. Many people don't really comprehend the scope or the magnitude of a pastor in their lives. In fact, the world has tried to downgrade the importance of a pastor in a believer's life. That is why many pastors are not really respected. Pastors are mocked, pastors are despised, and pastors are treated as trash. Pastors are considered as unintelligent. Many people think that if you fail in these other fields, the most, you know, logical thing you can do is to become a pastor. You know, open a church and buy a microphone and start saying, Makaya. Makaya, Makaya, Makaya. Zondo, 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 Zondo. And make it very loud. And then people will come. Do you see the way you are behaving? <laughs> and people will come to you. So they consider pastors as these people who are not very intelligent. Some people think pastors are lazy. 
because the only time they work is on Sundays and is for 30 to 40 minutes when they are delivering a sermon. Some people think that the work of a pastor is to travel from house to house and eating from one house to another. That's why when you see a pastor, you know that you have to cook for him. You know, especially in the villages, when the pastor shows up, you know, a chicken has to lose its life because the pastor has arrived, isn't it? And so people have thought that that is the work of a pastor. He will visit you, and then after he visits you, he has to eat. And um, some people think that pastors are, you know, poor because they live on handouts. They depend on tithes and offerings. And many people, because they think the pastor depends on tithes and offerings, they, I, I don't know, they, they think the pastor is not supposed to, you know, do very, very well. Because in their mind, they are thinking we are the ones who are paying, you know, uh, the pastor. We are the ones who are taking care of it. Without us, you know, the pastor is in trouble. Look at your neighbor and tell them, don't have that kind of thinking because you'll be a mumu, mumu, mumu. You understand what I'm saying? That's why you see when a pastor is, is, is driving, they say, that's my type. Or when they see him wearing a shoe, and it's a new shoe, they say, I think that is the type I gave last week. Because they even do the calculations in their heads. You know? So that's, that's how ma many people think about who a pastor is. Some people think a pastor is not somebody that can be trusted. Uh, because of how pastors have been painted in the media. You know, you, 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 you can, some men cannot allow their wives around a pastor. Because they believe that, you know, the pastor is a rival. You know, he can take, you know, their wife away. You can, you can even tell the way the church is quiet as I'm preaching, isn't it? That's why sometimes when husbands are not agreeing in their house with their wives, the most likely thing a husband will say is, is I, I know why you are not flowing with me. is because of your pastor. Yeah, because I've seen the way you behave around the pastor. You are very humble. You know, so it's like your humility and your allegiance is to your pastor more than me. I know you men how you think. I, I, know, how you, I, I know how you think. So you, you don't really trust a pastor. Some people cannot even allow their children around a pastor. Because they don't trust a pastor. And, and many others. Some people think it's a lowly position. Very lowly position. That they should not aspire to. You know, one time I went to school, Parents' Day, you know. At, at, no, it was not a Parents' Day. I was invited in a school to offer prayers uh, to the students. I think they were sitting for an exam. And there were presentations, the way we had a presentation here, isn't it? Very powerful presentation of singing one song with five keys. Very, very powerful presentation, I'm telling you. Anyway, only a few can understand what I'm saying. Ask your neighbor, are you musical? And as I was seated, you know, in that school and, and the children were making presentations, I remember they were asking the children, you know, what do you want to become? And most of the children were saying, I want to be a lawyer. Another one said, I want to be a professor. Another one said, I want to be a doctor. Another one said, I want to be an engineer. And I was waiting to hear any child say, I want to be a pastor. But none of them said they want to be pastors. Yet they have invited a pastor to pray for them so that they may pass exams. 
is because when you are thinking about your child and what your child should become, you know, you never desire that your child should become a pastor. You see, parents, I know how you are thinking. Yeah, you want your child to be a president. You want your child to be a lawyer. You want your child to be a doctor. You want your child to be, you know, uh, a member of parliament. But you don't want your child to be a pastor. But when your child is sitting for an exam, you look for a pastor to come and pray for your child. You look for somebody you detest in your heart. Somebody that you don't think very highly of. Somebody that you don't desire that your child can become like. Yet you look for that person to come and pray for your child. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I repent. Tell them again, I repent. Yeah. So, so you can see that people don't really um, take this pastoral thing seriously. But I want you to know that your pastor is another catalyst of your multiplication. If you can comprehend the scope of pastoral ministry and you can have a revelation of who a pastor is in your life and the role that he plays in your life, then you open up yourself for multiplication. How many here you want your finances to multiply? You want your business to multiply? You want to go to the next level? You want to experience increase and growth? Look at your neighbor and tell them you need a pastor in your life. So the best way to understand who a pastor is, is by defining his roles. And I'm going to give you four roles that a pastor plays in your life that will trigger multiplication in your life. Number one, are you ready for me? A pastor watches over the sheep. The work of a pastor is to watch over, uh, to watch over the sheep. The way you see uh, these Maasai shepherds walking around with cows, goats, sheep, and you can see that their eye is constantly on these animals. And they will know which animal is weak. They will know which animal is sick. They will know which animal is injured or stubborn. Because the, 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 the shepherd has an eye, you know, over the sheep. So a pastor has been given the responsibility by God to watch over the sheep. Because we are the sheep of his pasture. You see, so God gives you a pastor so that he, the pastor becomes his eyes so that he can watch over you. And the pastor knows by watching over the sheep, he knows who is prayerless. He knows who is stubborn. Ask your neighbor, are you stubborn, by the way? You know, he, he, he knows who is carnal. He knows who is disrespectful. He knows who is spiritual. He knows who is deep. There are Christians who are deep. Tell your neighbor, I'm very deep. He's you who doesn't know. He, he, he knows all these people because he has an eye. Somebody shout an eye. And that's why sometimes the pastor talks to you. Because sometimes he can, he can see that you are becoming weak. And so he talks to you. Or sometimes he can see that you are going down. You know, as a pastor, you can see a Christian who is going down. Or sometimes he can see that you are becoming, you know, carnal. Or you are becoming, you know, some way. And so he will call you and, and talk to you because he has an eye that can be able to see, you know, the state of your heart, the state of your uh, spirituality. And he can counsel you, he can correct you, he can rebuke you. Hallelujah. I say he can rebuke you, he can correct you, 
Because when you see that Maasai, sometimes he even throws the rungu at the animal that is very stubborn, isn't it? Sometimes he hits it at the head, you know. But sometimes when the pastor tries to rebuke you, you know, some of you, the way you behave, it becomes very difficult for the pastor to actually watch over your life. But you need to know that God has given the pastor the eyes to watch over the ship to ensure that you don't find yourself in trouble so that you don't fall in a ditch, so that you don't become sick, you don't become weak, so that you may become the person that God ordained you to become. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 17, the Bible says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch. Somebody shout watch. They watch out for your souls. This is the work of a pastor. He's watching over your souls so that he may give an account. Let them or let him do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable for you. So if you allow the pastor to watch over your soul, it will be profitable to you. Talk to me, somebody. Come on, I'm preaching. But if you reject his watchful eye over your life, the Bible says it will be unprofitable to you. So that means you will never multiply. You will never grow. You will never increase. You will never be blessed. But if you allow you know, the pastor to keep that watchful eye over your life, he can correct you. He can instruct you. He can counsel you. He can tell you, change your ways, you know, change your direction. When you allow the pastor to have that kind of oversight over your life, it will be profitable to you. You will see your life changing. You will see your finances changing. You will start going to the next level. Can I hear louder amen in the house? So look at your neighbor and tell them, let the pastor watch over you. You know, there are believers who say, Kwani, he doesn't know how old I am. I have beards, he has beards. I am in my 40s, he is in his 40s. What is he telling me? You see, there is something extra that God has given the pastor. And that is the responsibility to watch over your soul. And if you allow him to watch over your soul, he's not watching over your beard. No. He's not watching over your nails. No. He's not watching over your age. He is watching over your soul. You are not supporting my preaching, and yet I'm preaching very powerfully. Hallelujah. So don't flash your age card. Don't say I'm this old. Don't say I have this kind of money. Don't say I'm an MD. Don't say I'm a woman. I have 10 children. In fact, the pastor has three or two. Me, I have 10. What can you tell me? He's not watching over your mothering. He's not watching over your fathering. He's watching over your soul. Talk to me, somebody. He is taking care of your spirituality. And when you submit to the pastor, regardless of his gender, your pastor is a lady. Regardless of her, his or her gender, I am telling you it will be profitable to you. Hallelujah. C.O.T. Mbakasi, can you hear what I'm preaching today? Secondly, a pastor does herd the sheep. The pastor does herd the sheep. H-E-R-D. To herd means to keep a large group of animals under control. You make them move together as a group. That is what it means to herd. Is to keep a large group of animals you know, under control. You make them move together you know, in the same direction as 
a group. So a pastor has the grace that God has given unto him or her to bring people from all walks of life, you know, together in the same place, under the same vision, so that they can move together in one direction. And as they move together in one direction, synergy is created. And when synergy is created, it multiplies their effort to achieve great things in life. My goodness, are you understanding my preaching? Hmm? So when we come together, we are stronger. I think all of us have heard, you know, this phrase that divided we fall and united we do what? We stand. Please, it's not Manchester United. United we stand and divided we do what? We fall. So that means there are things you can never achieve when you're just alone. You must be connected to your brother or your sister. And that will never happen until God brings a shepherd in your lives that becomes the unifying factor to bring you together so that together you can create synergy. And energy can be created that can multiply your abilities and your potential to be able to achieve much in life. You know, generally human beings are independent. They have an independent mind. They want to work alone. They want to move alone. They want to even, can I say this? Eat alone. Ask your neighbor, when will I eat your money? Some of you are afraid of your neighbor. Why are you afraid of it? Talk to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, when will I eat your money? Some of you, your money is just for you. You eat your money alone. You enjoy your salary alone. Tell your neighbor, I prophesy over your life. Point at your neighbor and tell them, I prophesy over your life. This year, I see you buying me dinner in Jesus' name. So we, we, we tend to be independent. We, we want to work alone, move alone, do things alone, eat alone, fight alone. And that's why there are levels we can't reach because we are so independent. Hey, this church is so blessed. When you preach, you can smell. What is that? Hey. Lord have mercy. Is that chapati or fries or something? <laughs> it's like as you're preaching, lunch is being prepared. I feel like preaching. So look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, don't walk alone. So there are levels, there are dimensions, there are victories, there are milestones we can never achieve if we only walk alone. That's why the pastor, what he does is he brings people together. He brings people from all walks of life together. And when they come together, something is created that multiplies their potential, multiplies their chances of growing multiplies their chances of becoming great in life. Amen. So that means the shepherd will fight for the unity of the church. The shepherd will fight to keep the sheep together. He will fight, you know, the attitude of independence so that, you know, the church can be united. He will fight intruders. He will fight wolves. 
He will fight saboteurs. He will fight anybody that has an agenda to scatter, you know, the sheep. Because united we shall stand, but divided we shall fall. Are we together, somebody? You know, I am, I'm, I've been a pastor for a while, and, 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 and I, I, I just get surprised, you know, look, look, look at now this church, for example. Look at the sweetness we are enjoying here. Look at the family feeling that we have here. I mean, it's fantastic, isn't it? Hallelujah. But you see, you can have somebody who doesn't like, you know, what we are enjoying here. You know, and, and he's thinking of how he can destroy what we are enjoying here. You know, when they see you posting pictures and you're smiling. You know, they, 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 there is a potato that they feel here. You know that potato? It's a very hot potato that they feel here. You know, and, and, and they plan on how to come and, you know, scatter, you know, the sheep. So the pastor stands to fight wolves so that the church can stand united. Jesus said this in John chapter 10 and verse 12 to 13. But a hireling, he who is not a shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep. I'm going to say mercy. Yeah, the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. This is a very sad scenario here. The wolf catches. You see, when the pastor is not there, the wolf can wreak havoc in the church. Catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. There are people who don't care about the unity of the church. There are people who don't care about the love and the joy that we experience in the church. There are people who don't care about the prosperity of the church. And that's why, you know, they will allow the wolf to come in and catch, you know, the sheep. And scatter the church and destroy the church. Sometimes I've even had Christians, can you believe it? Christians who are born again, they say, I'll finish that church. I'm asking you, which heaven are we going? Ask your neighbor, which heaven are we going? If you really want to scatter the church, which heaven are we going? The church of Jesus Christ. The church that Jesus died for. The church that brought Jesus all the way from heaven to come, you know, and lay his down, lay his life down for. And then you say you're going to actually scatter, you know, the church. You, you are not a Christian. You are a wolf. And so the pastor fights wolves. That's why sometimes the messages are interesting. We preach on loyalty because we are after the wolf. Because the wolf comes dressed like a sheep. Ask your neighbor for me. Are you a wolf? Because you can't know. They come and blend. The wolf will come and blend with the rest of the sheep. And you will not know. That's why we preach some messages. We are hard on some things. And sometimes you will think the shepherd is unreasonable. He's not unreasonable. He is after the wolf. And if there is any wolf in this house today, we arrest you in the name of Jesus. If your neighbor is not saying amen, they are a suspect. If there is a wolf in this room, we arrest you in the name of Jesus. May you be saved and may you be delivered from that spirit. Shout a louder amen in this house. Oh yes. Yeah, because we want this sweetness to continue. Oh yes. And, and, and most of you, look, the person that you have known right now is because of the pastor. 
the friend that you have right now is because of the pastor. If the pastor was not part of your life, you could not have met that friend. You could not have met that person. So you should thank God for your pastor because he has become like a connector. Some of you, you are married today because of your pastor. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because you came to church, you were a sick. You are, sing you are single like a biscuit. Seriously single. Then you came to the church. You had even given up on marriage. And because you came to the church, you met a brother. Or you met a sister. And the pastor became a platform through which you were able to get married. Slap your neighbor and tell them, never forget those things. And then you see people misbehave. And they say the pastor is nothing. You see those two married couples. They say the pastor is nothing. And it is through the pastor that they were able to fall in love. It is through the pastor that their marriage was officiated. It is through the pastor that there was a committee that was formed in the church. To support them. The brother didn't even have Mahari. He was supported by the brothers in the church to raise some monies to go and pay for the dowry. It is through the pastor. And then you wake up one day and you say the pastor is nothing. And you twist your hips and your bum bums on your way out as you go. And you say the pastor is nothing. Shetania Shindwe. The pastor is a very important person in your life. And you must always recognize the role that he plays. To bring increase and growth in your life. Can I hear an amen? So my prayer is that we'll be more united. Under our pastors. Can I hear louder amen? We'll be more connected under our pastor. When we see any wolf, we shall fight that wolf. When we see anybody trying to divide us, we shall fight that person. Can I get a louder amen in the house? When we see anybody trying to disconnect us from our pastor, we will fight that person in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder, yeah. Wow. Number three. The pastor carefully tends the sheep. The pastor carefully tends the sheep. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. The Bible says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to do what? To tend. Somebody say tend. Say again tend. Some of you are saying tent. It's not tent. Tend. Please. It's a D. Not a T. Tell your neighbor tend. Oh Lord have mercy. Tell your neighbor one more time. Tend. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> KJV, the Bible says, and the Lord God took the man and put him, it's the same verse, but in the King James Version, the Bible says, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it. So New King James uses the word tend and KJV uses the word dress. So to tend and to dress is the same thing. And it is from the Hebrew word, a bird, and it means to work. Or to cultivate. So Adam was put in the garden of Eden to work. Or to cultivate the garden. Now when you cultivate something. What are you trying to do? You are trying to bring out the beauty. You are trying to bring improvement. 
in the thing that you are cultivating. So a pastor cultivates the sheep until beauty, glory, and improvement is visible in the life of the sheep. I will say that again. Tell your neighbor you can tweet that. A pastor cultivates the sheep until beauty, glory, and improvement is visible in the life of the sheep. Now, cultivation involves so many things. Cultivation involves watering. Cultivation involves manure, adding of manure, pruning, cutting, shaping. There's so much that is involved in, you know, cultivation of anything. And sometimes it can be painful. For example, if you're pruning a tree, it can be painful because you're cutting the branches, isn't it? So sometimes, you know, when the pastor is tending the sheep, it is not a very nice experience. Sometimes tears are involved. Sometimes there is rebuke, there is correction. There is a cutting of something here. There is, you know, a challenge that is thrown to the sheep, you know, here. So sometimes it's not a very, you know, nice experience. And what I've noticed sometimes, you know, is that some, some sheep, they can't stand the heat. They can't receive the rebuke. They can't receive the correction. And so they feel like, no, I, 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 I don't think I can stand this. So they say, is this, is this the only church in town? Is this the only pastor in town? Why is, he, why is he rebuking me? Why is he pruning me? Why is he hard on my attitude? Why is he hard on my, you know, my anger? Why is he hard on my, uh, my character? Is it the only, the only church? And so they decide, you know, to bolt out. Look at your neighbor and tell them, look, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I know I'm smartly dressed, but I have many issues. True or not true? True. And so the pastor will cultivate you. He will work on some things in your life. Your attitude, your anger, the way you speak, you know, your moods. Some of you are very moody. Even these days, men are moody. They behave like women until now we don't know who is who. <laughs> so the pastor will work on those. He's cultivating you. Yeah, because he wants you to be at your best. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And, and, and all this is so that you may produce more. You know, I, I, I've realized that there are trees we have planted in, in, in the church. And um, when you don't prune them, they don't really grow. There's one particular tree, it, it was not growing. And I, I loved it because it was very beautiful. It was having all these nice branches. But one day we just made a decision to prune you know, and cut some branches. And all of a sudden, the tree just went up. It's not a nice experience. It's painful because you feel like you're even stripped naked sometimes when you're being pruned. And I looked at that tree, which was full of branches, and all of a sudden, it looked naked. You know, but now it has grown very, very fast. And it looks very, very nice. That is the work of a pastor, to tend your life, to prune you, to shape you because of where you're going. Give somebody a high five and tell them I'm going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Tell somebody else and tell them I am going somewhere. Oh yes. And that's why you have to allow the pastor to cultivate your life. Hallelujah. Look, most of us, we came to church broken. We came to church hopeless. We came to church with addictions. We came to church prayerless. We were not able to pray. 
Some of you, I know you very well when you came to this church. Ulikuwa umejaa matuta. Ulikuwa umeparara. Ulikuwa umechapa. You were hopeless. You were broken. Some of you, I couldn't even see your teeth. You couldn't even smile. But look at you right now. Look at what tending has done in your life. Look at what cultivation has done in your life. Look at what pruning has done in your life. You didn't even know how to dress. You used to dress like a Christmas tree. Until you even confuse a chameleon which is around you. It doesn't know which color to turn to. But look at what the Lord has done in your life. You can smile. You can dress. You can pray. You can lead. You can serve the Lord with gladness. Can I have a witness in the house? Tell your neighbor, I have been dressed by my pastor. And so don't forget. Don't forget. Hmm. It's only that I cannot give some testimonies because some of the people I can testify about are here. You see, the ones who are quiet are the ones who know what I'm talking about. The ones who are shouting, testify. <laughs> oh, tell your neighbor, the church has changed me. Tell your neighbor, the messages of my pastor have transformed my life. We have dedicated houses. We have dedicated cars. We have joined marriages. We have done amazing things in the lives of people. It is the work of a pastor. Amen. And look at your neighbor. I am yet to see what God has in store for me. I prophesy that this year, what you have never seen, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for you, I prophesy over your life. By the time the year 2024 is over, you will be on another level. Shout yeah! Sit down. I give you the last one. I have two minutes. Hallelujah. Look, you see sometimes you can forget and think it is luck. It is not luck. You are not lucky. You are under a shepherd. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is not luck. It is being under a shepherd. Who is teaching you the word of God. Praying over you. Preaching to you. Giving you counsel. He's tending you and dressing you. Tending you and dressing you. Until what God has in store for you becomes a reality. Tell your neighbor this year will be better for me. Number four, the last one. The pastor constantly feeds the sheep. Constantly feeds the sheep. The word pastor is from the Greek word poimen. And it means one who feeds. He provides pasture for the sheep. So the sheep is always fed. That's why you see these Maasais are moving from one end of the city to another. What are they looking for? Grass. 
What are they looking for? Water. Yeah. And they are not moving uh, from one end to another because of them. It's because of the sheep. You know, you're driving and you see all these cows on the road and you're mad and you're angry. It's because you're not a shepherd. But the shepherd knows that I have to keep the animals alive. If it means, you know, using Mombasa Road. If the barrier was not there for expressway, you will see some cows on the expressway. Because if, 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 if the shepherd is told there is green grass in Westlands, he will put his cows on the expressway. <laughs> Isn't it true? Yeah, because he wants the animals to survive. So a shepherd provides greener pastures, you know, for the sheep. And that's why our pastors are preaching every Sunday. You know, some of you are coming from churches where you used to have a guest speaker every Sunday. And when you come to COT, you are surprised. Why is our pastor preaching every Sunday? Is he the only one who can preach? But you see, for me, I believe when God gives you a shepherd, he has given you somebody who is supposed to feed you with the word of God. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we, we, we can't have guest speakers every Sunday. No. That's why your pastor is always here preaching. Preaching every Sunday. Because he is the one who has the food that you need. You know, one time I saw a picture. It was a very funny picture, but it had a message of two mothers who were breastfeeding, breastfeeding their children. And they were seated on a bench. And, and, and one mother had, uh, the, 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 the nini was, was a little bit bigger. You know, ladies are blessed differently. Yeah, some, some the Lord, the Lord remembered that part. You know, other parts, I don't know what happened, but that, that particular part is like, the Lord, it was a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, kind of a blessing, isn't it? You know? And so, these, these, these mothers were seated and they are breastfeeding their kids. And one had, you know, yes, it was, yeah. You, you understand, isn't it? And then the other one, it was like, you know, you see my peras. Guavas. <laughs> yeah, the one was the size of guavas. And the child whose mother had the size of guavas stopped breastfeeding. And started crying, looking at the big one, saying, I want, I want that one. Because that one looks like it has more milk. But you see, size does not matter. Whether it is big or small, the floor is still there. Oh, Jesus, help me preach. I say the floor is still there. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And so you need to understand that your pastor <laughs> your pastor has your milk. Your pastor has your nourishment. Hallelujah. He might not dress like a prophet from Senegal but let me tell you if you can open your mouth and put your mouth in the right place no matter the size of Nini the milk will flow. I say the milk will flow. Shout a louder, yes.
why our pastors preach every Sunday. Because they are the ones who have the right kind of milk for us. My children, when they were born, for nine months, they were, is it nine or six? Oh, six months breastfeeding. No, when, when, when they are hungry, yeah. when they want to play, At some point, I was jealous. Oops. Lord, have mercy. When they are thirsty, is there. And I'm telling you, my children became very strong, health-wise. They didn't have issues. You know, childhood diseases. They became very strong. Because a mother has what we call colostrum in the milk. It's a very important ingredient in the milk. And it builds the immunity of that child. And that child will be able to overcome so many diseases. Because the mother has been equipped, you know, supernaturally to transfer colostrum in the life of the baby. So your pastor has your spiritual colostrum. I feel like preaching. My goodness. Your pastor has the food that you need. To build your spiritual immunity. To overcome demons. To overcome poverty. To overcome sicknesses and diseases. So if you draw from your pastor. You become a strong Christian. Lift your hands and say I receive. From my pastor. Mm. Can we go deeper? I have one and a half minutes. Jeremiah chapter 3. Verse 15. The Bible says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart. KJV. I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall do what? Shout the word. Shout it again. They will feed you with what? Knowledge and what is knowledge? The pastor will unveil scriptures to you. What is understanding? The pastor will make you understand the word of God. That's why all the pastors I know are teachers. Because they are not just coming to shout. They are coming to inform you. And they are coming to bring you to a place of understanding. So that you may be able to understand the word of God. That's why when they preach they say point number one. Point number two. Point number three. Point number four. What are they trying to do? They are trying to bring you to a level of understanding. You understand what I'm preaching today? So the pastor feeds you. And you must avail yourself to be fed every Sunday. And as you receive food from the pastor, you become stronger. You become prayerful. You overcome temptations. You overcome flaws in your character. You overcome bad attitude, nasty attitude. You become a better person. You become a better wife. You become a better husband. You used to shout, your voice goes down. You used to fight, you stop fighting. Instead of fighting, you're now loving each other. You used to call her mama boy. Now you're calling her my fat sausage. You see, things are changing in the house. You know, love is flowing. The children are flowing. Your finances are in order. Your health is in order. Because you are receiving food from your pastor. Can I hear an amen? This year I prophesy. As you eat from your pastor. May your life go to the next level. May your marriage be sweeter. Shout a louder amen. 
give high five to five people around you and tell them this year as I feed from my pastor my life will never ever 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 remain the same if you believe it give God a shout While you're still standing, look at verse 16 of the same, uh, of the same scripture. Jeremy, Jeremiah. Back, verse 15. And I will give you, who is giving you pastors? Tell your neighbor, you did not choose your pastor. Oh, me, I am tired of this church. I am going. Where are you going? You did not choose your pastor. It is God who chose your pastor for you. I will give you pastors according to my heart. They shall feed you with knowledge. And look at what will happen in verse 16. Then what will happen? Read with me. And it shall when ye be multiply and stop there a pastor brings multiplication a pastor brings increase in your life i prophesy this year as pastor mary stands to prophesy you will be multiplied you will increase as pastor mary preaches to you the word of god you will multiply you will increase where in the land in the land in kenya in nairobi you will do well your business will do well your children will do well your family will do well where in kenya in nairobi somebody give god a shout of praise in this house look at your neighbor tell your neighbor 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 this year you must multiply get somebody else who has some faith and tell them neighbor 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 as you sit under the preachings of your pastor this year you will multiply i prophesy through the teachings of your pastor you're moving to higher levels your finances will multiply your business will increase and grow shout yeah shout aloud yeah so i want your revelation your perspective about your pastor to change because he is not just somebody who stands to deliver a sermon on Sunday. He is your agent of multiplication. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazo Tachero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.